Amen. Hasn't this been an enjoyable week? We have seen more than we ever imagined existed in this book, right? Well, saints, I pray that this morning we would be in this meeting in an active way. Let's pray for each other uh, that the word could be released and that the word could be received. Amen. Well, saints, this whole process that all the brothers have been describing, this can be described with, with one word. Salvation. This is a detailed picture of our salvation. Okay, from our side, it's salvation. You and me, we experience this as salvation. But you know, there's also another side. From the Lord, do you know what this means? I don't even know if I can say this without crying. This is bride preparation. Dear saints, the Lord loves us. This whole, perp- this whole process is for one purpose. That's so that He could betroth us to Himself. The Lord wants to marry us. But we need to be prepared. The first step is, is this process. Hallelujah, salvation from our side. Oh, bride preparation from His side. So we began by seeing what the world is. And I tell you, I appreciated the details of each of these uh, uh, ten plagues. The first one was blood. All the water was turned to blood. And this signifies that that, uh, all of the world's entertainment and amusements leads to one thing. Death. That's the first one. And then we pass through all of these. And eventually we hit darkness. And darkness, darkness was a darkness that you could feel. This was a word that the Lord spoke to Moses. This, there will be three days of darkness that you can feel. This tells us that life in the world outside of God is a terrible darkness. Isn't this correct? When we're in the world, we're, we just feel dark. But hallelujah, then, then yesterday we saw Passover. For me, this was a great help. I have a deeper appreciation for what my Lord did for me. Those nails, those were my sins. But yours also. And they were driven into our Lord. But they were covered by the blood. 
They're covered by the blood. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. <laughs> Brothers and sisters, this is an accomplished fact. The blood has been, uh, has been poured out. Let us say this together. This is a fact. Again. So when you wonder whether your sins could be forgiven, you say these words. This is a fact. And so we had, we had uh, the lamb being examined for four days. Slain, uh, examined, four days. And then it was slain. The blood was put on the doorposts. Hallelujah. And then within the house, within the church, we eat the, we eat the lamb. We apply the blood. We eat the lamb. We eat the lamb. We apply the blood. Christian life. Eat. Apply. Eat. I tell you, if you had the desire to be a Nazarite, write this one word into your heart. Eat. Let's say it together. Eat. E-A-T. That part of our being that we exercise, the part of our being that we exercise, this becomes the strongest part in us. We learn to eat. We become strong. May we be the best eaters. Hallelujah, this is the Passover. Then something happened. And you know, this Passover, it happened at midnight. And then the word says that, that uh, it was a night of watching. Israel was watching God. Now, Lord, now is it time to go? Lord, is it now? Finally, after 430 years? Lord, do we go? Is there a longing in us? Lord, now? Lord, is now the time for you to move? But it was a night of mutual watching. Israel was watching God. But God was watching Israel. Mutual watching. Two people looking into their eyes. You know, this is, this is God's preparation so that He could marry us. You know, I got married to my wife 34 years ago. And, and after these 34 years, I've learned at least one thing. <laughs> I've learned my wife's eyes. 
You know, I just look at her eyes, and, and she speaks more in, with one look than in a whole paragraph of words. <laughs> Married brothers, isn't this correct? <laughs> but this is, this is the way it needs to be between us and God. Saints, we are in a night of watching. We need to be watching God. He's watching us. This is, this is betrothal. We're knowing our dear bridegroom. And by the look in his eyes, we know whether to say that word or not to. We know whether we should turn it on or turn it off. By that look in his eyes, we know whether we should go there or not. It is so simple. Look in his eyes. And you know, sisters, the more you look in his eyes, the clearer that word becomes. That's watching. And then, and then uh, something happened. The Word says that, uh, that... Well, let's look at a few verses. Okay, this is, you don't need to look them up. Exodus 13.3. Uh, the Word says, For by strength of hand Jehovah brought you out from this place. And uh, from verse, in verse 14... By strength of hand, Jehovah brought us out of Egypt from the slave house. In, in uh, 12.33, it says that the, the Egyptians urged the people so as to hasten their departure out of the land. For they said, all of us will be dead. You see, these things were happening. By, by this point here, the land of Egypt is desolated. The cattle have been killed. The cattle. Here we have hail mixed with fire, destroying the green uh, growth. And what the hail didn't destroy, the locusts ate. And then darkness so thick you could, you could feel it. And then all the firstborn in the land, from man and of beasts, killed. The land was desolated. The people said, the people said, get out of here. Go now, please. If you stay any longer, none of us will survive. They were, they were forced out. By the strength of God's hand. Brothers and sisters, it's the same with us. It's not like, you know, what if we leave today? Shall we, shall, shall we leave Egypt today? 
Hey, what do you think? Are, are you ready? Shall we leave Egypt? Yeah. No, we were forced out. Saints, this is the experience of, of our church life. But it's inward. You know, as we eat the Lord, oh, saints, as we eat the Lord, as we enjoy the Lord, as we call on His name, as we pray the Word, as we practice gathering together, as we live the life that's in our spirit, we begin to sense, wow, every time I'm here, I'm happy. In this place, I have peace. Oh, in this place, I have rest. But when I'm not in my spirit, oh, eventually it's death. Eventually it's darkness. This is watching. And so the application of, of our being forced out in our experience is a process. The speed of the process depends on your eating. Eat more, more peace. Drink more, more rest. We make this exit and we're filled with peace. It says peace that drives us. Eventually we say, well, I'm done with this place. For the, for the church, I'm willing to die. But this is a, an experience that grows in us. And I just encourage you to begin this, or to continue this process. I tell you, we don't need to do anything outward. We just eat. The exodus occurs. Okay, because they were being forced out, there was no time to leaven bread. You know, I spent four years serving on a fast attack submarine. And there were two places on the ship that we would hang out when we weren't on watch. Very good. Okay, translate this now. Uh, we, we either hung out in the torpedo room or we hung out in the cruise mess where we ate. I knew that would give me time to tie my shoe. <laughs> okay, and, and you know, one of, the, one of the things that I really enjoyed was the food. You know, no one talks about the U.S. Navy having good food. Except the submarines. If you were in the, in the sub-fleet, you ate good. We, we ate steak, 
We ate prime rib. We ate lobster. <laughs> we got fat. <laughs> but you know, the cooks, they were always baking bread. And, and uh, I thought this was kind of cool. They made the dough, and it was like this lump like this. And then they would set it aside in the corner with a, uh, a sheet or a towel over it. And then they'd come back about four hours later. You know, it was in a bowl like this. So, little lump like this. And then, and then over time, it just grows and fills the whole thing. And then they'd come and punch it. And then it would go... And all, all of this air would escape. All this air would escape. And it had this incredible odor. I, I loved it. <laughs> well, you know, it took time for this leaven to, to, to work. Four or five hours. It takes time to leaven bread. But the, but the Israelites, they were being forced out. There was, there was no time to leaven bread. They just mixed it up and they baked it. In the Bible, leaven signifies sin. You know, saints, most of the time it takes time to sin. As we're leaving the world, we just have no time for sin. <laughs> the next step is they, they plundered Egypt. They, they were commanded by the Lord through Moses go out, get the gold, get the silver, get all the precious things. You know, uh, Andrzej shared with me that in the Polish Bible it says that they borrowed. Well, let me tell you, there was no borrowing going on. They were taking it. But you know, this was not unrighteous. It was not. They had, they had been under slavery for centuries. And so they plundered it, uh, Egypt. Every bit of it, though, went to the, ta the tabernacle. Almost all of it went to the tabernacle. This shows that, that we need to plunder Egypt. You know, we are not of Egypt. Hallelujah! This is a fact. We are not Egypt. But we plunder Egypt. Why? There's a purpose. We're here in these days to build the church. We're here in these days to build the Lord, uh, bring the Lord back. Let's plunder Egypt. So we get the best education we can. We get the best job we can. But that's not for your house. It's not for your car. It's not for your marriage. It's not for our enjoyment. It's so that we can give more. 
We receive more so we can give more. Saints, your education is for the church. Our living is for the church. It's so that God can have his satisfaction. Isn't it time? Isn't it time, saints, that the Lord has his satisfaction? What would happen if there was an entire generation that said, enough? I, I am for my Lord. I'm not for my own living. I'm not for, for having my own face. I'm just not. I want the Lord to be satisfied. This is plundering Egypt. So they had no time to sin. They had no time to leaven bread. <laughs> But there was plenty of time to plunder Egypt. <laughs> We have no time to sin. But there's plenty of time to plunder Egypt for the building up of the church. Hallelujah! All of us. Hallelujah! This is so good. This is, this is, this is our betrothal to God. Okay, and then, and then something happens. The Lord calls us to sanctification. Well, let's turn to the outline together. Maybe, maybe the Polish saints could read Roman 1 together with a strong spirit. Roman 1, message 5. Page 39. Okay. Go. Oh, no, 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 no. Start again. 1, 2, 3, go. Okay, now in English, Roman 1. 1, 2, 3, go. We are saved from Egypt's usurpation and driven out of the world. Okay, Roman 2 in Polish. Go. Okay, saints, even though another language may be reading, you read also. Okay, in English, Roman 3. For the building up of his dwelling place. You can write on the side of this, my purpose. For the building up of his dwelling place. Amen? Oh, Lord Jesus. How about uh, the brothers stand and read Roman 4? With a strong exercise spirit. We need to be watchful, observant, and vigilant. Thank you. 
No one who is loose or sleeps will exit the world. Saints, it is, is it not our desire to exit the world? Yes or no? Do we want to exit the world? We do. Isn't there something deep within your being that wants to exit? All we are doing is, is saying amen to that longing within us. You know, you can take a, a birdcage, birdcage, and put a canary in it, and that canary will sing beautiful uh, bird music. <laughs> Whatever canaries sing, it's beautiful, right? But if you let that canary go, the canary will be happy. When we're living in the world, it's like we're in this cage. There is some enjoyment now and then. But do we choose to live in this cage for our entire existence? This process opens the door to the cage. And we go out corporately. Let's be like a released songbird. We are, we are living in the realm of freedom. Singing to the Lord. No longer in slavery. No longer in bondage. Okay, uh, sisters, can you stand with a strong spirit and read uh, Romans 5? One, two, three, go. So in Exodus 13, 18, it says, Thus God led the people around by the way of the wilderness to the Red Sea. And the children of Israel went up arrayed for battle out of the land of Egypt. Arrayed for battle. You know, the, the Hebrew arrayed for battle, you know what that means? It means they were in military rank. And it was a rank five wide. This is really amazing. The children of Israel didn't just walk out, oh, finally, we're free, let's get, let's get out of here. No, they marched out in military array as a conquering army, five wide. I don't know how this happened, but this is the word of God. This shows us that our exiting the world is together. But brothers and sisters, it is not in a weak way. 
The exit, exodus is a reality. It has already occurred. The reality exists in your spirit. The one who destroyed Satan, the one who destroyed all of the negative things, including the world, is today the life-giving spirit. And he dwells in your spirit. The spirit within our spirit. When we touch our spirit together, spontaneously we are in military array. Oh, brothers and sisters, this is not, this is not something that we kind of hope might happen someday. Brother Standard, this has already occurred. And it is in your spirit. It is in my spirit. I turn to my spirit. I am in the Exodus. When I live in my spirit, the Exodus is a reality. It is a fact. It's not something that we have to develop in ourselves. It's something that has been installed in your spirit. We apply it. So, you know, no one is born knowing how to exercise your spirit. We're learning. We learn to exercise our spirit. And it's by, it's by practice we get better and better at it. You know, this morning we brothers were fellowshipping. And there was a point I enjoyed very much. It may be that we do not know yet how to live in our spirit continuously. But we can be in our spirit instantaneously. Instantaneously. You, you touch your spirit, you're in the heavens. This is, not, this is not fable, this is fact. The reality of this whole process is in our spirit. And we're living day by day, learning how to apply what is already there. So if there is any part in you that's a little bit discouraged, knowing that the conference is nearly over, and you got to return to your schools. You got to return to your home. That same group of friends. All these things. If there's discouragement, turn to your spirit. Instantaneously, you're in the Exodus. You see, the children of Israel, they left a physical place. But for us, it's not leaving a physical place. It's, it's an inward reality. Escape from the world is in your spirit. The more time you spend in your spirit, the more time you're out of the world. 
Listen carefully to this. You can be in the midst of all of your, your, your circumstances. Everything around you is death. You turn to your spirit. The heavenlies. You turn to your spirit. You're in resurrection. You turn to your spirit. The reality of everything that has been spoken this week is, is yours to, uh, to enjoy. We don't produce it. We don't try to carry it out. We don't try to We don't try to make it happen. We enter into what is installed in our spirit. This is the reality of the Exodus. Okay, how about uh, how about we all read Romans 6 together? The purpose of our redemption and Exodus from the world is to be sanctified unto the Lord. Brothers, read this together. One, two, three, go. Sisters with a strong spirit. Okay, brothers A, sisters B, and so on. Brothers, go, A. Sisters, B. Uh, brothers, one. Okay, point two in Polish with a strong spirit. Everyone else read it. Okay, point three in Russian. Everyone else read it. Out loud. One, two, three, go. Oh, man! You know, here is a great help to us in this point. I need Christ to be redeemed, right? Christ died for my redemption. I was under God's judgment. Christ died for me. Without Christ's redemption, I cannot come to God. Our thought is, great, now I'm redeemed, now I'm going to follow the Lord. I'm going to, I'm going to offer myself to God. From this day on, I'm going to live for God. But the Word shows something different. It shows that, that, uh, that you still need a further 
uh, redemption. And the example is with a donkey. Well, let me, let me take it from a different angle. If, you know, we need, we need to be sanctified, uh, sorry, we need to be redeemed. When, when Christ died, He died for all creation. Man and beast. In the Passover, all of the, of the firstborn of Israel were saved, including their beasts. But it says that, to be, that we need to be sanctified. So redemption takes care of my need. But the Lord requires something further. He wants us to be sanctified to Him. He wants, he wants to dispense Himself into our very being. So our thought is, <laughs> our thought is, is that, uh, is that we, can, we can just give ourselves to the Lord. Well, if, uh, if you have your donkey, the firstborn of the donkey needed to be redeemed. The firstborn of the sheep and cattle, because they were clean, they did not need redemption. But a donkey was unclean, so it needed redemption. And if you didn't want to redeem that firstborn of the donkey, you needed to break its neck. And what's remarkable... What's remarkable is, is that it says in the same verse, and also the firstborn of a man. That means that, that even though we've been redeemed in the eyes of God, we're still unclean. So I need, I need Christ's death for my redemption. But I also need Christ's death for my, death for my sanctification. So when we wake up and we say, Lord, I want to live you today, we say, Lord, just, just apply your death, Lord, so that I can be sanctified to you. I need... I needed Christ on the first day of redemption. And I need that death every single day for my sanctification. Isn't this good? What this means is that we take Christ and we can live a sanctified, separated life. So when we go back, if it seems like it's getting difficult to, to live what we've seen, we, we turn to our spirit. The death of Christ is in your spirit. 
We live there. Instantaneously, we're there. And then, ah, the peace again. The enjoyment of Christ. Amen. Okay, how about, how about uh, all the brothers stand and read Romans 7 together? Okay, one, two, three, go. The fact that Joseph's bones and into the good land indicates that we need to be in resurrection and move in resurrection life to have an exodus from the world to participate in the kingdom of God. Sisters, stand and read the same point. One, two, three, go. And participate in the kingdom of God. So, if we want to exit the world, if we want to be released from Egypt, there's only one way. Listen to my words. Only one way. Resurrection. We have to be in resurrection. What does this mean? Christ, in uh, John 11, when he was speaking to Martha, Lazarus is dead in the grave. He's speaking to Martha, and he says, I am the resurrection and the life. Brothers, this means that resurrection is a person. And this person is now in your spirit. Your spirit is, is one with, the, with resurrection life. Would you like to leave the world? Live in resurrection. Practice living in resurrection. Learn how to be in resurrection. It's, it's a daily practice. So let me give you some examples. Okay, you're getting on the bus to go to, uh, to your school, for example. You can just get on the bus and go to sleep. <laughs> or, inwardly, without anyone knowing, you can, you, can, you can cry inwardly, Oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord Jesus, Lord, be one with me as I ride the bus. You're, you're in your uh, math class, and you got that second-order uh, polynomial equation in front of you again. <laughs> you say, oh, Lord, you are my second-order polynomial. <laughs> We're, we're, you know, we're with our friends. Inwardly we say, oh Lord, be with me with my friends. You know, it may be that the Lord has touched us, some of us, about, about where we go on the internet. Uh, 
As that computer is coming on so you can do your homework, Lord, be with me as I'm on this computer. If you find yourself drawn to that place that inwardly you know you shouldn't be, and it's like you can't break away from it, it's like you cannot get away from it, say, Lord, I want, to I want you to enjoy as I enjoy this place. Lord, I want to be one with you as I'm in this place. So let me give you a practical example in my life. Earlier it was like I had this temper that I couldn't control. And I would feel it coming. And I'd be praying, Lord, save me from my temper. I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe sometimes the Lord saved me, but it seemed like this prayer never worked. And then, and then eventually I said, Lord, I want you to be with me in my temper. Lord, that thing that that guy said was wrong. Lord, let's be angry together at this one. Oh, Lord, toast. Let's get them, Lord. <laughs> Sorry, Andre. <laughs> Lord, let's be angry at this person together. And you know what happened is I couldn't pray this way for more than two or three sentences before the Lord started saying, well, yeah, Ray, but, you know, really, you're the problem. <laughs> and, and this was like, this was like, it was like great light to me. And then I realized, ah, oh, I can take Christ into my anger. I don't need to, I don't need to try on my own to, to not be angry. Didn't work anyway. But I can bring Christ in. It's gone. So bring Christ wherever you go. This is the live in resurrection. Okay, let's all read Roman 8 together, please. One, two, three, go. When, where, and how the Lord's people should move and act depends on the presence of the Lord in the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire. Okay, sisters, A. Amen. Everyone on C. I feel like I need another 10 minutes. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, you know, this is really something. So, so we're, we're, uh, we're on the journey now. We've left, we've left all those old houses. We're now, we're now walking. And we first lit, we begin here in Ramesses. 
The word says that we traveled to Succoth. Okay, now, this is the logical way we go. This is the goal, Canaan, the land of Canaan. It's quick, short. It's logical. But actually, the Hebrew says that God turned the people around. This makes no sense. And you know, in, in, in our experience, we many times have a concept of what's right. This, this is the right college. This is the right, the right way. And then, we, and then we go into our spirit. And the Lord takes us this way. And then if you're, if you're like most of us, you say, oh, that can't be right. You go the other way anyway. Then you get about halfway here. And you realize, oh Lord, I've lost my peace. I've lost your presence completely. Forgive me, Lord. And I go back. And you know, this, ha this will happen. But don't be discouraged. The Passover lamb has been slain. You can take the blood instantaneously. It's in your spirit. We just take the, we take the way the Lord leads, even, even if it does not make sense. But at the same time, the armies of Egypt, they're going, wow, okay, these guys, they're confused. Pharaoh says, ha, we got them. And so he gathers his 600 favorite chariots. Latest model. <laughs> and then he gets all of his other chariots. And then he gathers all of his horsemen. And all of his army. And he's pursuing. He's pursuing. Israel, meanwhile, has come to the Red Sea. They're camped. They look back. Armies of Egypt. They go, oh, no. It says they cry unto Jehovah. Oh, Jehovah. And then they look at Moses. What did you do? We told you this was going to happen. Isn't there enough graves in Egypt that you had to take us into the wilderness so that we could die? So Moses goes, oh, Jehovah. And, and Jehovah says, why are you crying to me? He says, take your staff and hold it over the, uh, the uh, extend your staff. Hold it out. And then the Red Sea begins to part. But there's something else that happens. 
there's this, there's this thing called the, uh, the leading of the Lord. And he, and he does it, he did it in those days by the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire. Okay, so during the day it was a cloud, a big pillar of cloud. At night, when it was dark, it was a pillar of fire. The darkness turned to day. The cloud signifies the spirit. The life-giving spirit in your spirit. The fire signifies the word of God. You touch that word, you just chew it a little bit, become spirit. The Lord leads us by His Spirit and by the Word. The picture was a pillar. For us, the reality is the Spirit in our spirit. So Israel is going. Where they went was not up to them. The way they went was not Moses' decision. It was God's leading. So God led them from Succoth to the shores of the Red Sea. Armies are behind. The Red Sea is stretching out before you. Seems like we're lost. No faith. Nowhere to go in front. Nowhere to go behind. We turn to the Lord. And the Lord speaks. Faith comes. The Word says that when, when Moses obeyed and, and stretched forth, faith was instilled. The, pi- the pillar that was in front when the army came that pillar moves behind the children of Israel becomes a great wall on the side of Israel it was, it was light on the Egyptian side it was darkness The children of Israel were in the light. The Egyptians were in utter darkness. The Lord's leading becomes our protection. The Lord's leading becomes our protection. So... We have a leading. We have protection. It's in your spirit. Saints, it's all in your spirit. Every element of the Exodus is in our spirit. If we, make, if we resolve for any one thing, resolve to know our spirit. Niech nam zależy 
Brother David, let's be strong in our spirit. Standard, strong in our spirit. Amen. Amen. So then the water parted. The wall is still there. The wall is still there. Huh? Uh, yeah, the, the water is, uh, is piled up. <laughs> the children of Israel begin to go across the, uh, uh, the, the dry land. The Egyptians say, okay, guys, let's finish it up. They, they enter in. But then it said, the word says that, uh, that, that the Lord causes confusion among the Egyptians. All of these, all of these latest model chariots, top of the line, state of art, war machines, tires fall off. <laughs> and so then, so then, then uh, the Egyptians, they go, wow, Jehovah is fighting for Israel against us. Let's get out of here. Israel makes it fully across. Jehovah says, uh, raise that staff again. The water comes in. The entire Egyptian army is destroyed. Pharaoh is destroyed. Every one of those state-of-the-art chariots destroyed. Every single soldier destroyed. Saints, the victory has already been accomplished. It is in your spirit. It's not outside of you. It's in your spirit. It's applied when we turn to our spirit. But the way to make this uh, even more real, the, the Exodus was corporate. <laughs> Our overcoming the world is, is also a corporate experience. So brothers, get together and pray. Sisters, pray. Not just alone, but together. Like, like uh, our brother Michael shared yesterday, or, or go to the prayer meeting of the church. This is your meeting. This is the meeting of the overcomers. This is the meeting where the Nazarites go. This is where the fighting occurs. It's done corporately. You get into, you get into the prayer meeting and you begin to pray. You make a decision, I will touch my spirit before I leave. Touch your spirit before you leave. 
something happens spontaneously. I don't know how it happens. But I've experienced it time and time again. Praying with the brothers. All of a sudden there's a, there's a corporate awareness. There is strength here. We are overcoming. The world is beneath our feet. We are in military array. Saints, the Christian life is not a life of weakness. On the one hand, of course, we're weak and we can only rely on Christ. But it's a life of strength whenever we enter into our spirit. Resurrection is in your spirit. Resurrection is Christ and he's in your spirit. The way we escape is in our spirit. Learn to use your spirit with others. Learn in these days how to exercise with others. Get yourself in military array. Let's see, did we read point nine? I don't, I don't think so. Okay, uh, let's all stand and read point nine. Okay, one, two, three, go. Okay, Polish, A. Everyone else read it in your own language. Out loud. Okay, Russian, B. Amen. Okay, brothers, see with an exercise spirit. Baptism saves people out of the world into a separated realm, which is for God's purpose, the goal of his salvation, the building of his dwelling place, for the establishment of his kingdom. Thank you. So, we were born into one realm. That realm is called Adam. Through our baptism, we're transferred out of one corporate man into another corporate man. And that corporate man is called Christ. Your, your baptism is a transfer from a condemned corporate man into Christ. And so... What you, those of you who are experienced yesterday, uh, sorry, those of you who are baptized yesterday, hallelujah, that baptism is eternal. It is in your spirit. It's always there in your spirit. You can apply it whenever you choose. You know, if, if, if you find yourself at some point further in your life, 
falling for a while back into darkness? And then a brother or sister comes to you and just helps you touch your spirit. And you're in your spirit. You don't need to be baptized again. It's there already. It's eternal. It's in your spirit. It can be applied. Satan, the reality of my baptism is in my spirit. So when this happens, just turn to the Lord. Spend time with the Lord. Just renew that consecration. Apply the blood. Renew the consecration. Oh, brothers and sisters, this is, this is an accomplished fact. It is done. It is completed. Brothers, it is in your spirit. Sisters, it's in your spirit. All that is needed is to apply it. Isn't this good? This is really good. And so anyway, what, we've, what we have shown you... Um, oh, let me... Let, I forgot. the. We come out of the Red Sea. And you know what happens? We're in resurrection. You know what happens in resurrection? Two things. One, you have dominion. Second is expression. This fulfills Genesis 1.26. Dominion and expression. You know, all of these Egyptians, they were, they were destroyed. When Israel eventually entered into Canaan, every enemy destroyed. No one could stand before Israel. No one. No one. That means that there is no enemy that can stand before us when we are in our spirit. All of the enemies are beneath our feet. The reality is in our spirit. And, and I just encourage us all, learn how to be in spirit with others. We already know how to be in the soul with others. Let's learn how to be in spirit with others. And then the second thing is, is that uh, the tabernacle was built. So we pass through this experience, these experiences. It's, it's so that the Lord can have His heart's desire. Amen. So uh, how about how about if we if we take a, a few minutes to pray and just open ourselves to the Lord? If the Lord touched you with something, pray that specifically to the Lord. And then I think we'll have plenty of time for uh, for testimonies.
And, and when, you're, when you come to the mics, if you want, you can speak something from this message or from anything else from the conference that touched you. Let's, let's pray for a few minutes together.